Hi everyone, it's Sonia Jensen. I am your host of the Love and Sex Unfiltered podcast and I know it has been a long time since I have uh, recorded a podcast and I've had so much amazing feedback from all of you about how much this podcast has impacted you and that you want to hear more. And so after taking a break and really focusing on some other projects, which I'm excited to share with you, I want to come back and and just make the style of this a lot more informal. Um, You know, I had really tried to make it special with intros and outros and, and cleaning it all up. But you know, that's not the spirit of this. The spirit of this is to have a real conversation about topics that matter. As a licensed marriage and family therapist, one specifically who specializes in uh, couples with a lot of conflict and also intimacy-related issues, um, maybe I can't speak for all of you, but for the many people that I talk about, it's it's about having real conversations. It's about understanding why we do the things that we do and having real practical tips to make changes that are meaningful to us in our lives. And, and so as I've been taking this break from building the podcast in the interim, I wrote a book, uh, another one uh, called, um, so it's a workbook for couples. It's going to launch uh, probably in October. So I I will definitely um, be promoting that once it's available to purchase on Amazon. But another subject that I've been focusing on is just kind of my own personal growth and development and recognizing that there are there are pieces to being a therapist that slowly evolve, right? I learn a lot from my clients. I learn a lot from people who engage with me um, over social media. And what I've been recognizing a lot is that our personal growth, the, the work that we do on ourselves, has a huge impact on all the other relationships in our lives, specifically our romantic relationships, because those are the people that see us all the time. They're the people that probably experience us at our most vulnerable. And with all the work that I help others do, I think there was part of me that was neglecting uh, the work that I was doing on myself. And I noticed that um, when I started really being disciplined about having structure and routine around the personal work I do for myself, it made a huge impact uh, on my relationship with my partner, my relationship with my kids, and ultimately the work that I was doing with clients. And so I want to take this, um, you know, comeback session, if you will, uh, with you to kind of explore the things that I have been learning. And, and the first one being that your mindset really does matter. You know, the way you talk, the way you perceive Um, everything that happens to you is ultimately a choice. Um, It can be something that grows you. It can be something that you learn from, or it can be something that you feel really resentful about and you shut down and you start to just withdraw from life. Um, It really takes the most work to manage how you perceive something. And that includes how you perceive your partner. I can't begin to even emphasize how important this is as a couples counselor is that like whatever I look for I'll find if I tell my brain the story that you know I'm alone I've got to do this by myself I'm chronically disappointed my partner makes half-hearted attempts or you know I feel like I've expressed myself every way that I can and they don't care that might be the case that might absolutely be true but typically it what I see is that 
we are locking ourselves into this narrative and the way that we begin to communicate is through criticism is through telling our partner all the things they're not doing instead of really slowing down and saying what is it that i truly want to see and if i weren't defensive if i weren't you know at the end of my rope and burned out how would i be communicating my needs and i think it's really important one to take for example you know, how you identify your emotions, because our emotions are often, they come from our subconscious thoughts, right? Our thought patterns. Uh, And then they ultimately direct our behavior. And so many of us don't stop and have, and really take the time to learn a robust emotional vocabulary. And what that means is instead of saying like, I just feel pissed off or I just feel burned out, we're not really going deep into what I call the primary emotions. The primary emotions maybe of, of loneliness, of fear, of um, vulnerability, um, of scarcity uh, that really give us insight into past issues that maybe we haven't dealt with. Maybe uh, the way that we are acting right now comes from a place of chronically feeling the same at different points in our life that we haven't really stopped to explore and express, which is why a lot of us get really distracted and super busy um, and we're constantly going and going and going. So here's what I do. I think this is the, and you can do this differently, but I would encourage you, and I've probably talked about this before on the podcast, but it's been a while, so bear with me. Go on Google and just in your search engine, type in emotional vocabulary sheet. Pick one that you like off of images and download it or screenshot it on your phone. And every day, get out a journal and write down as many of these emotional terms as are relevant or stick out to you. You don't have to write where you think they're coming from, but get in the habit of really identifying emotions that are more than just good, fine, okay, or tired or pissed off. Like try to really see the patterns evolve and develop. Just keep a running lot. Maybe it's three emotions, maybe it's 15, but just write them. Every day, just write them. Um, And this will help you over a few weeks start to see what dominant emotions really are coming up for you, which then gives you some insight into, hmm, I wonder why I'm constantly feeling vulnerable or lonely or scared a lot. And, And then you can start to question where that's coming from. Now, say for example, I feel really scared a lot because this is a dominant emotion for me I'm sure as many of if you have experienced before and if I what's the opposite of feeling scared or fearful um, maybe it's safe maybe it's secure um, maybe it's farther along in life I don't know what the best emotion is to label for that but say for example I want to feel safe I want to feel secure And so I'd have to ask myself, what would be happening in my life if I were feeling safe and secure? Well, uh, maybe I'd be meeting with a financial planner and and having them evaluate my finances and help me create a plan. Maybe I would have had a conversation with my partner about our hopes and dreams and we sat down and and built goals together. Uh, Maybe I would be feeling more safe or secure about my future because I was taking care of my health better. I was working out, I was eating healthier. Maybe I needed to hire a nutritionist. Are the emotions of what we do currently feel and choosing what we wanna feel 
helps us develop what our needs are and our next steps are, which actually helps us communicate much more effectively with our significant others or our partners. Um, The next thing that I would encourage you to do is move your body. Uh, This is so challenging for so many of us, myself included. I can't tell you how long I allowed, I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And I was like, on Monday, on Monday, or when I get this when I can start this program or when I receive my resistance bands in or whatever, like, or when I buy new workout clothes, I can start, but literally just start, do what you can take a walk, go on YouTube and download a YouTube, you know, some YouTube videos. I'm doing a yoga class, which is ultimately what I do. Um, but you got to move. You've got to move your body because when you get stuck in these emotional funks, um, your body is one of the best places to start because when you move your body, it gives your brain something else to focus on. Ultimately, it helps you really reduce your stress levels and helps you feel more productive. So start small, just do what you can, but move, get your steps in, do whatever it is that you feel comfortable with. Uh, My typical routine now is I will um, do a 10 minute uh, bike ride just to warm up and then I will do like a strength training I'll do a set of strength training exercises that I develop. I usually do no no more than six exercises and I do them. I do 12 reps of them three times over. Um, And then I finish up with a 15 minute yoga class uh, that I find uh, really helpful on YouTube. The next thing is read. Find books that are interesting to you that are gonna inspire you. And, and one of the best ways to do this is go on TikTok, go on Instagram and look up what other people are, are reading. But also um, I'm a book nerd, so I could go walk a bookstore uh, every day uh, if, I, if I had the time. And I would just search for the books that kind of stood out to me in personal development or finance or, or whatever it is that you're feeling kind of pulled or called to and just get one and read for 15 to 30 minutes a day. Get a new and fresh perspective on what what's going on. And you don't have to take everything as if it's gospel, right? I mean, take from it what you need. But I have found like just reading a book every day that is teaching me something helps keep things maybe that I already know top of mind, um, but also really helps me live intentionally because now I'm constantly thinking about things uh, that I, I really want to incorporate in my life. And the more that they come to my conscious mind, the more likely I am to actually act on it. <laughs> Uh, which leads me to my next point. Do it. Whatever it is that you have been ruminating on or wanting to start or wanting to do, you have to do it. Um, it and this has taken me <laughs> a long time to work on. So this is coming, you know, from a personal space of you have to make changes. And you have to also understand that when you are making changes, no matter how healthy and wonderful they are and how much you want them, you are automatically going to feel resistance to it. Why? Because our brain is only designed to keep us in a comfortable space. That is it. That is all. It doesn't matter how uncomfortable your comfortable space is. And what that, what I mean by that is... If it's certain and you know it, like say you um, 
you know, you know what it's like to live paycheck to paycheck, even though you want to develop savings, even though you want to invest in your retirement accounts, it's uncertain because you haven't done it yet. And so therefore, your brain is going to tell you all the reasons why you can't do that. What if this bill comes out? Or, you know, what if I can't afford it? Or like, what am I going to lose in order to do this? And your brain will keep you doing what you've always done because it's certain, not because it's good. And so um, what I ultimately have had to learn myself and teach a lot of other people is that guilt and resistance, those two emotions or experiences are oftentimes the most important indicators that you are moving in the right direction of where you're supposed to be going and what you're supposed to be doing. So don't be afraid of those emotions. Don't think you're moving in the wrong direction because you're experiencing those things. Ultimately, the the newest, best version of yourself is on the other side of those. So um, these are just my tips to start with. I'm really looking forward to getting back in the groove of podcasting. Obviously, if you have not jumped on my website yet, I do a weekly blog and newsletter. So go to soniajensen.com and take the quiz uh, and, and get on our newsletter I would love to have you there. You can also follow me on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook at the Sonia Jensen is my handle. But I really do want to hear from you. I want to answer your questions. So if there's anything um, that you have a burning question about, shoot me an email, um, direct message me on any of those social media platforms, and I'll see you next week.